Peter, it's that time. What time is it? Uh, it's like 5.10. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, it's that time of the episode where we branch off on our own and crawl down the trunk to the roots and get deep. It was a tree thing. That's my thing. No, it's like branch to trunk. No, you're the, the character guy. I'm the deep guy. Oh, you're right. That's about getting deep. Um, I do the character portraits. So bust out your canvas. I'll bust out the paint. <laughs> and let me paint you a picture a portrait portrait damn it <laughs> all right so this week we are talking about agent callus aka alexandre callus i'm thinking that's how you say it like alexandre <laughs> because it's spelled strangely um he was born on coruscant several years prior to the invasion of naboo so somewhere between 42 and 44 bby making him roughly 37 to 39 years old in this episode. Interesting. Um, so he attended the Royal Imperial Academy on Coruscant. Not a big surprise. The main campus of the new regime's military training program. Um, at the academy, Callus studied under Wolf Yolren. Wolf Yolren. Let's say Yolren. Who considered him... <laughs> His star pupil. For some wow. reason, that reminds me of Wolfbane. What is it? Oh, yeah. Wolf Castle or whatever yeah. from Simpsons. Wolf Castle. <laughs> um, so, Yolorin first appeared in A New Hope, where he can be seen silently seated in the meeting of high-ranking Imperial personnel aboard the first Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see him walking past Luke and Han, dis- who are disguised as stormtroopers while they transport Chewie to the de- the detention block to rescue Leia. And Yularin was uh, also seen extensively throughout the Clone Wars series and will be seen later in Rebels teamed up with Thrawn. Sadly, he never made it out of the Death Star. Um, so the character's voice from Yularin, and there's a reason I'm going deep into this. Um, I'm going to tell you together. The character voice, the actor in Clone Wars and Rebels, his name is Tom Kane. And he compares... Yolorin, Wolf Yolorin, to General Erwin Rommel, a German commander in World War II. Uh, this is important because there's a senior office, British officer named Lieutenant General Montgomery who respected the German commander, Rommel, and said that even though Rommel wore the Nazi uniform, he wasn't a Nazi. And Thomas Kane believed similarly that Wolf Yolorin, like Rommel, was a strict military officer that was simply following orders uh-huh, when the Republic transitioned into the Empire, but never really believed in the cause. So take it for what you will. Plus, this guy is just a voice actor. So, <laughs> I mean, voice what actor, does he know? What does he know? But perhaps um, if this is true. Some of this rubbed off on Callus. Okay. I mean, Callus did commit genocide, though. Yeah, there's no coming <laughs> back from that. So, Callus, uh, early on in his life, uh, befriended a guy named Jovan, who soon became a for- uh, like informal mentor to the young uh, Coruscanti. And he's also a type of fruit. Yeah, Jovan, not Yogan. <laughs> and the two completed their course study together with Callus graduating at the head of his class. Um, he later joined the... In- Imperial Security Bureau with the code name ISB021, um, where he became a high-ranking officer. He also took place in, like you mentioned, the cleansing 
of the planet Lasan, which that's a euphemism for genocide. Mm. Uh, he gave the order to use that T7 ion disruptor, which killed so many, and that's where he got that J19 bow rifle. Um, so directly, interesting note, directly after this episode, um, there was a little short in the Star Wars Rebels magazine where Agent Callus was tasked with arresting that same friend and mentor, Yovin, who started using his status as an Imperial lieutenant to ensure his own wealth. So kind of a corrupt guy. And so can't, can't, I'm going to, the details are, you know, not important, but basically and this is directly after this episode, after breaking huh, ranks. Interesting. And then Callus goes, he arrests him, um, and ultimately brings him back to jail. So it was a little, I don't know, this kind of interesting. Melancholy. Yeah. But pretty sad little comic. But um, that is a lot. Uh, that's basically what we have in canon for Callus, um, and where he comes from. Um, he develops. Any word on his sideburns? Where do those come from? Um, those those just come from the heart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a, a short look at yeah, Agent Callus. Perfect. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, of course. <laughs> ready to get down to the bottom of the tree dig up the roots get deep on those roots what because <laughs> it's deep dive time oh got it got it you did what i did got it got it, got it. oh yeah, 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 yeah um so we're doing a deep dive today on the imperial military mm. So at the end of the Clone Wars, Sheev Palpatine. Sheev, barely know her. <laughs> Sheev Palpatine consolidated all Republic military schools into one far-reaching Imperial Academy system. So since clone troopers age rapidly, yeah. he knew that the military needed to be transitioned from clones to birth-born humans, mm. which is a term that I just learned. Mm. Um, even though a galaxy-wide security force was needed to control the new expansive empire, acceptance into the academy was quite difficult, mm. which makes me wonder how Ezra got in so easily, but whatever. Very few non-human species were allowed to join the Imperial ranks. I can think of basically Thrawn, and that's it. Mm. Um, and, if, and the Inquisitor, I guess. Oh, yeah, I guess. But I don't know if he works outside of the military system, maybe. Well, he has an uh, Imperial badge on his arm. Okay, yeah, so you're right. So, yeah, so the Inquisitor is thrown, but I don't know. If I'm forgetting anyone, hit us up on Twitter. Hmm. Um, but very few non-humans were allowed in. And if you come from one of the former Separatist worlds, there were very limited spots left. So... Hmm. Um, to fill their ranks, the Empire made special appeals to Outer Rim Worlds through acts like the Imperial Registration Program, which we will dive into later, mm-hmm. and special propaganda. Poor and desperate citizens of the Outer Rim were enticed by the idea that the Empire provided them an opportunity to take control of their deteriorating circumstances mm. and offered them security in a violent and dangerous frontier. Wow. So basically... 
Yeah, I mean, basically, they offered their most desperate and poor and scared citizens the idea that they can get a job and get paid and be safe if they join the military. Hmm. So, as you can imagine, though, Mm -hmm. the sudden appearance of a unified military force Mm -hmm. across the galaxy Mm -hmm. was shocking to many Mm -hmm. worlds. Also, Mm -hmm. they kind of made galaxy-wide laws Mm -hmm. that all these planets now had to come under. Um, So... Grand Moff Wilhuff Tarkin wrote the Tarkin Doctrine. Here's an excerpt from it. It's also called Mein Kampf. It may appear to some that the enactment of universal laws and widespread deployment of a heavily... Stop, 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 stop. Do the Wilhuff voice. I'm not good at his voice. It may appear to some that the enactment of universal laws... Stop, 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 stop. stop. Give that to me. Okay. Okay. It may appear oh, to some one. that the enactment of universal laws and the widespread deployment of a heavily armored military are steps towards galactic domination. <laughs> but these actions are taken merely to protect us from those who would invade, enslave, exploit, or foment political dissent, and to punish accordingly any who engage in such acts. Look out for our new military, not as trespassers or interlopers, <laughs> but as gatekeepers here to shore up the emperor's vision of a pacified and prosperous galaxy. That's where those acting classes went, Mom. <laughs> nice. Uh, so some of the some of the hierarchy. Um, I thought this was kind of interesting. So obviously Palpatine had unlimited power over the military mm-hmm. with Vader second in command, given the authority to speak on behalf of the emperor mm. under them though, the Imperial Navy and army were overseen by the joint chiefs who advised the emperor on all matters of military. <laughs> so the scene where Vader chokes Admiral Mahdi mm. in a new hope takes place in the middle of a joint chiefs meeting. Yeah. So that circle of people, um, that's where uh, our boy Wolf Yolaren is. Yep, totally. Um, so this, I I always get a little confused about this. So the title Moff and Grand Moff weren't actually military ranks, but political ranks hmm. given to those tasked with keeping control over specific territories within the galaxy. Hmm. So Moffs had authority to keep order and to tell the grand generals and grand admirals of the military to protect their territory, but they're not part of the military. Mm. Interesting. I yeah. Yeah. So it gets a little fuzzy where the authority yeah, yeah. is, but yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Thanks, Peter. You're welcome. Well, uh, thank you for listening dear listener. And you can find us on the web at www. Clown piano <laughs> dot guitar maestro slash a new hope. <laughs> You're getting delirious. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm so tired. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Rebels Rebels Pod, or you can email us at Rebels Rebels Pod at <laughs> gmail.com. Um, and please like and subscribe on iTunes. It helps a bunch. Please. Please. And until next time. Now that's what I call podcasting. Be brave out there. (laughs) 
and don't look back. Don't look back. Later, skaters. Bye. <laughs>